when you start, of course, no one's going to watch. It's just, that's just how it is. But if you are consistent with it and the quality is actually decent, you're actually giving good information. You're actually being helpful. You're you're actually creating something of value. Even though at first they're not going to be consuming it because they just don't know it exists. Eventually, you know, it picks up steam. That's how we all started. I mean, no one just started with a million subscribers. Like, that's just mm -hmm. that's not how it works. No matter what you want to do, just start. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Golden Hour Podcast. I'm your host, Dave Mays, here in the Polar Pro Studio. Today's guest is Matt Gonzalez. Not only is Matt in the trenches growing his own personal YouTube channel, but he is a creative director for John Rettinger, who has over 1.5 million subscribers. Before that, Matt was the host of the Mac Rumors YouTube channel, where his videos were often seen in the YouTube trending tab. It was really exciting for me to interview Matt because as a YouTuber myself, I learned a lot hearing the difference between working for a company where you have people and employees in an office creating YouTube content and then finding out how he's able to balance that with his own personal YouTube channel and hearing about how he's been able to blend the techniques and the tips that he's learned on the high end with his own personal stuff to grow his own YouTube channel. It's just really fascinating and I think anybody who wants to grow a YouTube following should absolutely listen to this episode. I'd like to thank you guys for listening every single Tuesday to the Golden Hour Podcast. Without any further ado, let's listen in on my interview with Matt Gonzalez. So we're here today with uh, Matt Gonzalez, all the way from Laguna Niguel, uh, my my hometown. Yeah, great to have you, man. Thanks for <laughs> Thanks coming for in. Yeah, we. Uh, how did we meet? Did we meet at CES? No, was that's how I found out. Well, I don't know if it's CES. The first time I saw you was the Black Magic. Funny enough, which is why we're here again. But yeah, the Black Magic 4K. You were like one of the first people to have video on it. Was that CES or was that, that was NAB? NAB. Okay. Uh, 20, so I saw 2018, 2017. I remember. But yeah, yeah, you were one of the. I think it's 2017. You were one of the only people to have a video on it, mm -hmm. and I was just like, I dying to see like, what <laughs> can this do because because I, I I was itching for a new camera at that point. Yeah. I'd been on the same camera for years. Mm -hmm. I was like, I need something new. But at that point, I. Uh, I was kind of at the level where I'm like, I could step this up a little bit, yeah. move away from like the mirrorless. Let's see, let's see what we can go. Yeah. And you were the only person that had a good video. On it. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was uh, one of those kind of lightning in a bottle moments yeah. because I was really, I'm always up on the rumors and stuff. And so I knew that there was something cooking, mm -hmm. but um, I was like on the strip the day before and we were trying to cross the street and there were some black magic employees right next to oh, me. Oh, really? And I said something like, uh, that, uh, that 4K camera is going to be pretty awesome, isn't it? Because I knew the, the rumors. From the rumors, yeah. And they were like, I don't know. We'll <laughs> see. Uh, we can't say anything. That's funny. And I was like, confirmation. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and if so, they ever act kind of shady, you know it's real. <laughs> yeah. And so I told Connor, my shooter, I was like, we are waking up like bright and early. I'm going to be like first in line. We're running to black magic. We're shooting it in 10 minutes, and then I'm going to edit it and upload it. And thankfully, they did not, you know, this is before a lot of the camera companies would give stuff in advance. Right. So nobody had early access yeah. to it. And so our video legitimately was the first. And yeah. we only had 2,000 subs at that time. So Right. I mean, I feel like, at least from my YouTube feed, that's kind of where you, like, started taking off. Because yeah. after that, I kept... Obviously, once in YouTube, once you watch someone and yeah. you watch the whole video, YouTube's like, oh, you like that guy. So, it just keeps, like, feeding it. But after that, I kept seeing your videos and more and more. But yeah. I think the first time we met was at the Sony event in Catalina. That's right. Yeah. So, that was a fun trip. That was fun. Yes. There's a bunch of us on a boat for, like, an hour. Yeah. Getting to the island. That was... <laughs> That was and one of the more fun trips I've been on. That was cool. Sony had like a ton of activities for us, yep. but a bunch of YouTubers trying to make content on a new camera that like, Brand new. isn't out yet. We literally got it that day. Yeah, it was like, it was cool. uh, thanks for all these cool excursions, but I need to make a review. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. And you only had like two or three hours, but yeah. that was fun though. It was cool. It was yeah. awesome. Yeah, that's right. Um, but we've stayed friends on Twitter mostly. Yep. And then uh, I same here. You know, I watch your content and love it and uh, love the style of it. And you also work with other creators yep. as well. John Rettinger yep. and, uh, you know, your story. I want to hear all of it, honestly, because I don't know it. I don't yeah, know. No, I don't know I, your story. You know, it's funny. I've never actually shared my story, I don't think. Oh. And I, I was trying to think, like, how did I actually get started? I don't know. I'm not. I'm not like that old, and I'm. I'm lucky enough that my entire adult life, this is what I've been doing. Yeah. So, it's like I'm trying to figure out where it actually started. 
I'm not exactly sure. So I'll give you the story that I think is correct. <laughs> it's okay. I mean, um, if you always had like a an itch to to make videos, then there there never was well, a see, real start, right? I didn't. Okay. I didn't have an itch. I I didn't like so for a little bit more background. I make videos on like technology and um, well, technology. Uh, so lately, I've been trying to make that into more a cinematic type. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's like shooting phones is so boring. Yeah. After hundreds of phones at this point like there's only so many ways to show a phone so we kind of had to transition both myself personally on my channel and on the john ranger channel we want to transition to something that's just more interesting like yeah like we can't keep making the same shot of a phone so so we've kind of tried to go the more story-based more cinematic route um and that i don't know where i was going with that but going back to the beginning I, I didn't care about any of that at all. Like yeah. I, I, I didn't care about technology. I didn't care about <laughs> cameras. I didn't, I, I just didn't. Uh-huh. Um, and I, I really can probably credit it back to the video iPod, which is, yes. I don't know, 2004, maybe something like that. Yeah. Well, it was a long time ago. That was a big deal, man. No, that was a big deal. Yeah. yeah. So my, my family just got one. I didn't know anything about it. I didn't know what iTunes was. I don't, I don't even know why my parents got one. Like I, I wasn't asking for it or anything. <laughs> Um, but that kind of introduced me to like Apple mm-hmm. and what that even is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then one of my friends in school at the time, we had this laptop program that was back before laptops were everywhere. Mm-hmm. Like it was a special program to have a laptop at school. <laughs> so, <clears throat> so he had, we all had windows computers as like part of the rule. Uh-huh. It was like a rule at the school. He had to have a windows computer, which is annoying but uh he was a rebel and he had a mac i don't know why i don't know how he got away with it but he <laughs> yeah. had a mac and yeah. i was, it was mind blown mac os 10 tiger compared to windows xp mm-hmm. there is no comparison like it <laughs> it's just better yeah <laughs> at least for the just it, i think that's what piqued my interest is like whoa this exists yeah i didn't know that and then from then on i just knew i was obsessed with like technology just get going from there and there and there uh the camera thing is I just have to put that to the universe or whatever you want to say. Like it just kind of happened. I, I got a DSLR, my family got a DSLR and I just started taking pictures with it, like on family trips and whatever. And I was just, I think I just kind of liked it. I just took a knack for it, but I never thought of it as a career or something Mm -hmm. I wanted to do. It was just, it was just a thing for not for that school, uh, for filmmaking or well, well, that's all. This is all like when I'm in junior high. Like gotcha. I'm a I'm a kid at this point. Yeah. <laughs> um, but by the time we get to high school, there's this. This is like real old YouTube. Mm-hmm. There's this guy. Unfortunately, he's passed away since. But uh, he, his name was It's Me Morpheus, mm-hmm. and he he covered like iPhone accessories, like the first iPhone, iPhone 3G, like back then. He he had like really rudimentary setup, a top down with like a a, a microfiber on the table. And he would just have his phone. He would get this new case in from some company and just talk about it. And I, I loved it. I don't know why. I thought it was so cool. And and for some reason, I was like, I could do this. So I, I, I tried it. Crappy little video camera. Not the DSLR. Just, I think it's pre-DSLR. But yeah. um, whatever video I had shot, I want to say shot like 140p. Like not even 240. Yeah. <laughs> like it was bad. Um, <laughs> old but, YouTube. And, and, real old YouTube. And And for whatever reason, I didn't quit. Mm-hmm. The videos are bad, like real bad. Uh, they still exist. I'm not going to say where, but they exist <laughs> to the public. <laughs> um, but I just didn't quit. I I, I don't know why. I, the only thing I could think is honestly, I was just meant to be. Like I mm-hmm. just that's the only thing I could think because there's no reason I should have been doing that. <laughs> <clears throat> but but uh, as since I didn't quit, that was just always a part of my life. Like since high school, I've just always been making YouTube videos, mm. um, and. Of course, whenever you do something continuously, you get better at it. So I, I got better at it. I continued. And when I went to college, so I went to college for originally computer science. Mm-hmm. Problem is, when you go to computer science, you kind of need to know how to do math. <laughs> and it's not that I can't do math. It's that I, can't, I don't care about math, <laughs> which yeah. I think is pretty common in this, in this area. Yeah, yeah. I, I just can't care enough to learn it. <laughs> So I was like, this is not going to work. So I transitioned over to graphic design, which I realized is actually what I wanted. I don't want to be building the systems. I want to be designing the systems, if Mm -hmm. that makes sense. So so 
that's what I went to school for. And in that, uh, still all through this, still making YouTube videos just for fun, like not making any money. Just, mm-hmm. I mean, whatever AdSense was at the time was nothing. Yeah. Um, and out of the blue, I got a email from Arn, who is the uh, founder of MacRumors. So if you're into technology, this is like, well, Apple in specific, this is one of like the biggest blogs about mm-hmm. rumors news on Apple. Like if, if you're looking at what's coming out for the next iPhone, the next yep. iPad, <laughs> Mac rumors is the place to go. And he emailed me. He's like, Hey, we we have this YouTube channel. We're trying to build. Like, do you want, like, we kind of like your stuff. You want to come and make videos for us? And I was like, of course, when I got that email, I like <laughs> looked him up. I was like, this has to be fake. There's like, there's no way that out yeah. of the blue, someone just reached out and wants me to do this for, for real. Yeah. Like I was in school for a job, for a job. <laughs> like I was in school. This is not the path I was supposed to be taking. Yeah. I mean, this is the path I wanted to take, but it was not the one I was supposed to be taking. And I was like, I, I, I confirmed everything. Everything looked legit. So I replied. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so that was a kind of, you know, per video basis. We kept going from there. Then once I finished school, got hired on full time. And I think that's really where everything kind of took off. Like, that's where people actually watch my videos. Like, because that, that was a much bigger audience. You know, we were on the trending page all the time on YouTube. Mm-hmm. So and this was on the Mac Rumors? This is on the Mac Rumors channel. YouTube channel? Yep. So so that was, but that was all, you know, Apple-based, all Apple content. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was fun. It was cool. It was like... I I am literally a YouTuber. Like yeah. that is my job, <laughs> and it is cool. Um, and 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 that's just from then on that that's been from then on I've known that that's what I want to do. Like mm-hmm. I don't know if it's going to be YouTube necessarily. I don't know if it's going to be me as my own channel or if I'm going to be working for someone else. But I know that video is the way to do it. Like yeah. in some way, video is going to be involved. <clears throat> and then here's the crazy thing by happenstance, John, John Ranger. So he, he's, that's my kind of full-time job. My full-time day job is the John Ranger channel, which previously is techno Buffalo. And previously before that is John for Lakers, which we're kind of back to now. But anyway, that he's like real OG tech YouTube. Like, like back when I was watching those, it's me Morpheus. He was the other one that I was watching. Yeah. Like, I think he's been doing YouTube for like 10 years. Well, wow. yeah. So, I mean, he, he's, he's old school <laughs> 10 years um, isn't very long but in, it's not that long but in youtube, YouTube years yeah that's that's the beginning basically yeah. um so happenstance for whatever reason i get a dm on twitter he's like hey we're we're hiring like we like your stuff uh, like do you want to come down and like let's do this yeah and i was like of course well it's kind of similar to your situation I lived in the Bay Area at that time, and mm-hmm. he we live down here now, so this is Southern California. So, yeah, we were it's a big move. Yeah, me and my fiance were uh, wanting to move down here. Just the Bay Area is just so expensive. Like mm-hmm. San Francisco area is ridiculously expensive. <laughs> we love it there. We would love to live there again, but it's just too expensive. Yeah, and and LA area, Southern California, kind of gives you that that feeling, but without. When you come from the Bay Area and then you move to LA, you're like, everything's so cheap here. But it's still <laughs> to, very expensive. To the rest of the yeah. country, it's still very Yeah, expensive. it's still very expensive. But having that perspective made us like think for whatever reason, like, this is a great idea. <laughs> yeah. So 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 we did that. Gas is well, only three fifty six exactly. instead of like, four. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But it, like back home, I'm from Nashville. It's like two fifty. Like it's on you know. Oh, yeah, yeah I know. Yeah, we go back to New Jersey for the holidays and stuff. And it's it's like two dollars a gallon. Yeah. Like, wow! This I is was amazing. paying a thousand dollars a month to live in a two-bedroom apartment in Nashville. It was eleven hundred square feet. A thousand dollars a month. That's that sounds great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but so yeah, that, I mean, we we put that out kind of kind of out there that we wanted to move. Like that was our goal. Yeah. You know, we we wanted to do that, and we had some opportunities that popped up, but they just didn't feel right, mm-hmm. and we just didn't do it. We just you know had held held ourselves there. But when I got this offer, I was like, you know what? That that's kind of what I wanted to do. It made sense at the time. The timing was right. Everything was good. So so we made the move, and that was two and a half, almost three years ago. So very cool. So yeah. So uh, on that channel, we kind of cover like 
everything technology. Mm-hmm. So on the John Rettinger on the John Rettinger yeah. channel. Yep. Now I, it's funny you say he's old school YouTube, but I wasn't involved in the tech scene until the last three years, and so mm-hmm. my perspective of John is what he has been for the last two and a half years, right. which is what you've crafted with him. And right. so, um, which is super impressive. And like, I started watching some of his videos and then he was talking about this techno Buffalo thing. And I had to like, look yeah. it up. Cause I wasn't even aware of like any of that. Yeah. So it's funny. Like he's probably got a bunch of new fans that don't even know like the whole story of him. Right. Oh, I'm, I'm sure. Yeah. yeah. That's kind of the, been the battle honestly is, is navigating the old fans with the kind of new direction we're going because the old, the old, the Techno Buffalo is a website, mm-hmm. and as a tech website, you cover literally everything. So there's at sometimes four or five videos a week in Jeez. that Techno Techno Buffalo side. Yeah. Um, and and you cover things that isn't necessarily mainstream. So mm-hmm. people who are interested in that kind of stuff subscribe like oh you guys are talking about this stuff that no one else is talking about which in a way is good but now we're we're shifting just because we just don't have that manpower anymore and navigating that is yeah is the tough part right now but everything's going well people seem to love the content it's uh definitely different i think we're trying to kind of build on a little niche in the tech segment of the more cinematic produced Mm -hmm. because you get your mkbhds and he has awesome equipment. It looks great. It's awesome. He's the gold standard, right? Yeah. We're never going to compete with that. Like, you just can't. There, that's kind of every... He was first, right? So, ish. <laughs> he was early enough that, like, you just can't compete. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, like, the way you compete is not by making another MKBHD. So, exactly. we had to think of what to do. And and also just what keeps us sane. Like, yeah. what creatively. we want to do. Yeah, mm-hmm. creatively. So it's it's a balancing act of you know of course it's a business so we have all the sponsors and like we have to make money doing that and also making stuff that we want to make and figuring out how we compete with the MKBHDs. Mm-hmm. Like and, uh, my favorite piece from you guys was uh, the iPhone didn't exist or if if the iPhone right didn't, that was like, one of our big uh, productions. It's like a narrative. Yeah, exactly. That is in our minds, it's totally different than what anyone else is doing in the mm-hmm. tech space, especially. Super cool. Um, so it it we're still. We were only about a year and a half into that kind of new direction. Mm-hmm. So we're, of course, still working on it. It's an ever-evolving process, but but it's fun. It's different, yeah. and it keeps us wanting to make videos, which exactly. I think is important. Yeah. But, okay, so you move you move you know, two and a half years ago. What happens as you uh, begin your journey with John, and what was that like? You know, it was interesting. It was like... It's a job, right? So, so I go into the office. I we, but instead of instead of sitting on a computer and doing like paperwork or filling out spreadsheets or whatever, we're making YouTube videos. Mm-hmm. So it, <laughs> so of course, it's a job. There's its ups and downs. But in the back of my head, I'm always like, I'm literally making YouTube videos. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, it's you it's always like, have to remember that. It's like playing a game for, for exactly. a living. Yeah, but I mean, you were making even though you were working for Mac rumors were you shooting and doing everything like in your home or for yeah so for the mac rumors that was that was all at home we we had home uh, studio yeah they didn't they didn't have a, like a centralized office everyone was remote all the writers and everything for the for the uh for the website so yeah i, I worked from home i had my kind of studio set up mm-hmm. in my apartment and it, it worked fine like for everything i was doing and so now you're in an office so now i'm in an office with at the time, there was ten employees. Wow! So I mean, it was definitely different. That was that was my first like quote unquote real job. Like because yeah. <laughs> my first job out of college was working at home, which is <laughs> is not very uh, typical. Yeah. So so that but you know honestly it was it was fine. Like I didn't I was expecting it to be more of like a kind of shock to the system, like real life. You know mm. what I mean? But. But I think since we were still making YouTube videos, it felt like very relaxed. And of course, like John's a good boss and everything, so it's it's he's, yeah, he seems super chill. Yeah, right? so he's so. chill. Like there's, it's fine. Yeah. So it was, but it was, yeah. So are you guys in, like we interviewed Ken Bolito on this podcast? Oh, yeah. uh, from Austin Evans, and uh, are you guys all like in the same area? Because uh, it looks well, like I mean, we're all in Southern California. So well, I mean, it looks like you almost share a studio. Right, so there is a building that has a lot of spaces that look very similar. Okay, um, we're, we don't we're not there anymore. We're okay. we're looking for our own like space now. I see. Um, but yeah, so 
Austin Evans was there. Jonathan Morrison from TLD was there. And then we kind of came into, because when we, when we sold Techno Buffalo, the website, and we transitioned over to the YouTube channel, like we wanted to do a big change. Mm-hmm. So we kind of linked up with other people that we thought were doing really well and doing what we wanted to do kind of. And yeah. that's kind of what happened. So yeah. that's why everything kind of looks similar. But at, at, in the next couple of months, you'll notice that we have our own kind of design and style. Yeah. And Austin and John are very like, they have their own look and their own oh, aesthetic. Of course. Yeah. No, even, it's, even you guys did yeah. too. I mean, but like as a critical eye yeah. myself, you I'm like, tell, yeah. wait, that's the same staircase. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. No, you, you, if you, if you know what to look for and you're watching yeah. the different videos, you can tell, like it's, I'm place. a fan of everybody. So it's like, yeah. I see it and I'm like, wait a minute. Yeah. But uh, I mean, that was great. Cause that's really handy. Oh, right? it, was, it was great. Cause we had those, I mean, cause Austin has his team like Ken mm-hmm. and the others that are on his team. And, uh, Jonathan Morrison has his team. And so we have our team and we all just come together. It's just so many minds yeah. that you get great ideas. You just get inspired. Like it's exactly. And these are some of the pe- best people in the industry. Yeah. So for me, especially I was like, this, this can't be real life. Right. Like, yeah. It's not <laughs> like you're rooming with a production company that's doing commercial projects in Hollywood. Like it's all YouTubers. So right. we're they, doing the same thing. They all know. Yeah. Not only that, but yeah, you're, you're all tech reviewers too. It's not exactly. even like, yeah, it's very, it's not a makeup girl and a, you know, and a food uh, YouTuber. Yeah, it's exactly. Like, it's yeah. all tech guys. Yeah. That's crazy. Um, so uh, what's your role at, uh, for John? So right now we're only, there's only four of us. So John, wow. me, um, Robert and Ralph. So Ralph's our producer. He kind of handles all the paperwork and everything. So mm-hmm. <laughs> we don't have to do that. That's great. Uh, yeah. That, I need one of those. <laughs> it's, the, it's the best thing ever. If you ever get one, get one. <laughs> Get a paper guy. Yeah, exactly. Well, he do, he does much more than that, but the, but that <laughs> yeah. it just makes our life easier. Let's put it that way. Sure, sure, sure. Um, but uh, and then Robert and I kind of have the same job, which is everything. Yeah. So we. I noticed on your Twitter bio it says creative director. That's like technically the title, but yeah. since there's only three of us besides John, it's like does the title really matter? No, we we kind of all do everything. So you shoot, edit, shoot, uh, story script, whatever, story, yeah, all that, edit everything so Very even cool. coming down to making thumbnails like, like everything mm-hmm. we're we're all involved in that so um but really robert and i are the two that shoot and edit um so that's kind of our main thing so yeah. i mean that that's and so how and, do you have time to because you have your own channel and it's right. it's a growing it's a growing community of people on your channel that might not even be aware that you're involved in another uh, most, channel. most of them don't yeah in fact a lot of the times i didn't know <laughs> yeah no a lot of the times they'll uh i'll get comments where they'll be like this is kind of that's kind of like uh this video kind of looks like a john renger video i was like well yeah it's because i make the john renger videos <laughs> <laughs> so it's kind of funny but yeah so people definitely are not aware that that's the case which is, which is fine i'm like i'm not trying to blend sure. it together or anything but i mean it's tough like I think for a lot of people, YouTube is an outlet. Mm-hmm. You know, you have your day job where you're, hopefully you like it, but it's not necessarily like what you love, right? Like, mm-hmm. hopefully hopefully it is, but for a lot of people it's not. Mm-hmm. And YouTube, they kind of look at it as the thing they do on the weekends or they do after work as an outlet. For me, I am making YouTube videos all day. <laughs> so it's really hard to yeah. then come home and do that again. <laughs> yeah, like, it's so. really hard. Uh, yeah. and, and it's not only, it's not only hard just time wise or anything it's it's just hard in pretty much every step of the way like there's times where i'm like oh this video is cool but we should probably just do this on the gen ranger channel you know or like oh this video is good uh, i just don't have time to do it like i gotta mm-hmm. do this other video you know, it's a full-time job still so yeah. so i have to do that first but i think where what it comes down to is that i love it enough that i make the time to do it yeah. so that means like everyone else pretty much with a full-time job like weekends after work late mm-hmm. nights like that kind of stuff yeah and um and you're focusing on some things that redinger wouldn't do anyways like exactly a, like a black magic 6k review you know right i mean cool. that's in the last few months especially i've realized like i i don't want to be covering tons of phones and tech like i, I still love it i still want to cover the new iphone or the new samsung or pixel or whatever like those videos do really well for me and i do enjoy making them but i want to expand a little bit mm-hmm. and you of course that's hard to do on YouTube. Like expanding, you have to do it very slowly. You have to realize those videos are not going to do well at first. Yeah. And I'm okay with that because I don't, I luckily don't rely on it as, 
you know, I, I make good money with it, but it's not, yeah. it's not my full time That's job. a good tip. Uh, and it, I can relate to that because I did these parodies and they didn't do well, but I, I'm proud of them. They were yep. good and it's totally different. You think I should just make more? And well, I mean, it, well, it just depends. Like if that's what you want to do, then yeah, you just got to keep, it. if you, yeah. if that's like kind of what you want everything to be, well, well, well here's the thing, everything. not everything, but, I don't know. but Maybe if, I should. if you do it enough, then people realize, oh, you also do that too. Yeah. I'm interrupting this podcast to briefly remind you guys to leave a rating and review in the Apple Podcast Player. I remind you guys to do this every single week. And if you're new here, please consider doing that in the Apple Podcast Player if you're an iPhone user. If you've heard this before and you haven't left a review yet, please go do that. Also, I'm just going to leave this question out there as well in this little moment. How are you guys liking the podcast? Are you enjoying the Golden Hour Podcast? Leave some feedback on the Polar Pro Twitter or the Polar Pro Instagram account and let us know your thoughts on this show all right let's get back to my interview now with matt the, the hard part isn't so much for the audience it's for youtube to push it yeah that's, that's the hard part exactly like, once you get out of your lane unless it's a special video that is it just breaks out which happens we've had sure. that before but it, it it's just tough for youtube to immediately just start pushing it yeah but that's why it's good to for instance like for a black magic video or, or a camera video in general if you're a tech channel, then maybe you compare it to the iPhone mm-hmm. or you compare it to the Pixel or something like that. You want to integrate it so that your current audience is still sucked in. Yeah. But more importantly, YouTube still pushes it out to those people. And and it's kind of like a mismatch of like everything working. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, like there's certain videos that you're just going to want to make mm-hmm. that you know are not going to do well. Like, for instance, I just did a, a, a Pocket 6K like six months later. I was not expecting that video to do well. Luckily, it is picking up, and mm-hmm. it's it's. Uh, well, those cameras, I don't know what it is. There, the everybody loves them. <laughs> yeah, no, everyone loves them, and I think that definitely helps. Yeah, and uh, but I, I I didn't go into that video thinking it was gonna like blow up or anything. I just it was just I just want to make yourself. Yeah, yeah, I just want to make it and um, share your thoughts and, on it. Yeah, and luckily for this particular video, it's picking up steam now, and it's it's, it's it'll be fine. But your thumbnail is dope on it. So <laughs> thanks. It works out. But I I just. But I knew going in that I, I didn't care. It yeah. was just for me. Yeah. And I think that's a big deal, especially if you're trying to transition or just trying to change. Yeah. And, it, of course, it's always harder if it's your full-time gig. Yeah, of like, course. If you rely on it, then it, it's scary to try to change what you're doing. <laughs> yeah. But there's ways to do it. You just have to be confident. Be yeah. confident that you know what you're doing and that uh, that it'll work out. Be which, confident. Which is very hard. <laughs> <laughs> it's easy. Just be confident. Yeah, it's very hard. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, is it too late to, to be a tech reviewer? Like if, if somebody's listening to this, and they're like, oh, man, I really want to do that. There's so many <clears> great <throat> people out there. I think it comes, comes down to being unique, right? Like being yourself. Of course. I mean, with, with any any channel, any YouTube, like tech feels like it's very saturated, which of course it is, but everything's really saturated. Mm-hmm. Cameras channels are really saturated i mean um but i i think of course there's still ways to to break out it's just tiktok's a thing <laughs> that's true i mean there's new new real estate out there there's new real estate um and there's ways that i don't know because i'm not doing them obviously but like there's i'm sure there's a way like there's gonna be some person on tiktok that's like the tech guy yeah or the camera person like it's mm-hmm. gonna happen um so of course there's ways of doing it it's just I think more than anything, it's just being consistent with it. Yeah. So like when you start, of course, no one's going to watch. It's just, that's just how it is. Yeah. But if you are consistent with it and the quality is actually decent, like mm-hmm. you're actually giving good information, you're actually being helpful. You're, you're actually creating something of value, not just, and value doesn't have to be like information. It could be entertainment too. Right. Like mm-hmm. it just has to be something people want to consume even though at first they're not going to be consuming it because they just don't know it exists. Eventually, you know, it picks up steam. That's how we all started. I mean, yeah, that's no one just started with a million subscribers. Like that's just mm-hmm. that's not how it works. So yeah, no matter what you want to do, just start. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> well, and then if you're if you're actually worried about kind of the everything being too saturated, well, guess what? You better start now then, because it's not going to get better. <laughs> it's going like, to get worse. It's going to get worse. So, exactly. so you better just start now and and. But I think, especially for starting, the thing is you really have to like it. You have to love it. Mm. because consistency. Because that's the only way you'll stay consistent mm. is because you're not going to get those views. 
Yeah. So you have to make it because you want to make it. And mm-hmm. that's hard. It's hard. Well, I'm <clears throat> with Kinetika and what you mentioned earlier at the beginning of the show, that that's a case example of uh, or case study of that. We were consistent, consistently putting out two videos a week for, you know, four months. We had about two or 3000 subscribers. Mm-hmm. Um, and because of that, the algorithm saw that we were a consistent channel. Yep. So when something was relevant and people were actually clicking on it, then they're like, they blasted yep. it out. That's how it works. And then we we went from two thousand subs to fifteen thousand. Yeah, you know, in a week. Like, yeah, very fast. Which was cool. Yeah, for a small channel. Exactly. I mean, so you never know what could hit, right? You never know. But what's lucky now, especially, is that there's a lot of information out there. Mm-hmm. So if you are just starting, you have a lot of information at your fingertips of what you can do to best make that a possibility. Yeah, and. I know for, I mean, it's just a fact at this point that click-through rate and retention is what matters. So the retention is really all about making a good video. Like yeah. people, a video that people want to watch. doesn't have to be good quality necessarily. Like you can be shooting on a camera that's not very good. It could be your phone, like, you know, whatever. Like that that doesn't matter as much. It's more just the content. Is it entertaining? Is it informative? Some Something people want to watch. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of the uh, the retention thing. And But most importantly is click-through rate. People have to click the video. Yeah. And what that means is uh, thumbnail and title. Yeah. Thumbnail, most importantly, overall. Yeah. And and I think the way to kind of prove that that's the most important thing is if for, for us that make YouTube videos. In our real time, when you upload a video, you can see the real time views that are coming in. Mm-hmm. So uh, let's say just for an example, we get like 10 views a minute or whatever. Mm-hmm. So when we when we launch a video, we can see immediately how many views we're getting each minute. YouTube lets you do that. You can see how the video is performing minute by minute. Uh, and let's say, you know, on average we get 10, but for whatever reason we see like, oh, we're only getting like five. Mm-hmm. You change that thumbnail instantly. The next minute you'll see it change. <laughs> so, I mean, that's just proof that it is that big of a deal. Yeah. So, so think about that when you're making a video, like that's stuff that we all had to figure out, mm-hmm. but now for people that are just starting that information is there it exists that's how youtube works they want people to watch videos so the more they click it and the longer they watch that's the key so now that you know that like (laughs) just think about it when you're putting up that video like when you guys when you guys are planning it do you have multiple thumbnails in mind before you even upload or yep so we have we have three at the least and if more great so um especially especially recently we don't even pitch a video if we don't have a thumbnail like a lot of the times now we'll start with a thumbnail like forget who cares what the video is <laughs> like we can we can make it like we know we can make a video that's not the problem yeah, yeah. we know how to make a video that looks good that has a good story that people want to watch how do we get them to click and i think in this industry or from from the public's perspective of this industry that's kind of what's wrong with it is the get people to click yeah but but at least from our perspective, it's like we're not lying to people. The thumbnail might be a little provocative, but if you actually watch the video, like that is the video. Like we're yeah. not lying to you. <laughs> it's not you. People caught click, that like kind of thing, like clickbait a lot. But in my opinion, clickbait is where I straight up lie to you. Like I, I put something in the title that has nothing to do with the video, or it's like one sentence, fifteen yeah. minutes into the video. <clears throat> well, and, early YouTube used to do that all the time. Like, yeah, and, and people still do that. Yeah, but now it's just being smart about it like mm-hmm. the video is about the iphone and if the, the iphone if this title i use is a little provocative well i mean i want you to click the video <laughs> and if you and the kind of the funny thing that i always it's think like a headline of a newspaper exactly. yeah. yeah and kind of the funny the funniest thing i always think is when people comment like clickbait is like it worked <laughs> you're commenting on this video so obviously like you clicked on you it. clicked on it and and just as long as I know I didn't lie to you, then mm. great. It worked. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nothing I, morally wrong about that. I, I don't think so. I, I mean, think. of course, we experiment a lot. There have been times we push it a little too far, <laughs> but we realize that. And the and in that real-time feed, we see it. Mm-hmm. So we make changes on the fly. And I think that's something that everyone should consider. Like, thumbnails and titles matter, and the content matters. Yeah. But, but, But like I said, like... But like I said, it's lucky that you have that information now. Like when we all started, that wasn't a thing. But mm-hmm. now we know how it works. 
The unfortunate thing is that it could all change tomorrow. Like you yeah. could just switch something and that all changes. But for the last year, that's been how it is very mm-hmm. consistently, probably longer than that. But as we've been looking at it. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it has changed even in the last year. I mean, but there's, there's things that like can help, but mm-hmm. the basics, like if you want to know one thing that does work is mm-hmm. thumbnails and titles and retention, like that yeah. does work. Well, that's there's other things you can add on top of it that help, but mm-hmm. those two things, like those are fundamentals. Yeah. Mr. Beast is like the kind of go-to like example. Right? Oh, we watch his videos all the time. We're like, why did this get 25 million views? <laughs> like, like a case study, like let's see what he did. And we've listened to some of his interviews and like, he's brilliant. He's brilliant. Yeah. He knows exactly what he's doing. Everything Every- you're saying is what he discovered kind exactly. of. Right. Well, I mean, we all discovered it collectively, but right. But he's the one that like exploited it the best. Yeah. Like obviously. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, I was telling my dad, uh, who is not in this world at all about this guy, Mr. Beast. And he was like, I'm not, he was on the phone with me and he was on, his computer and he was like whoever leaves this circle wins twenty five thousand dollars or uh whoever you know last to leave circle wins twenty five thousand dollars last to remove hand from boat wins boat he's like laughing on the phone he's like this is hysterical i'm like that's why he exactly wins like anyone who sees a mr beast thumbnail or title like you could take you could look at his thumbnail you know exactly what the video is about yeah you can read the title and of course that's gonna suck you in like if it has money in it of course everyone's gonna love it (laughs) but then when you actually watch the video like there's stakes to the video like you want to know what happens yeah like i think his most popular video is like a million orbeez or something in his backyard yeah and honestly like i can't stand watching that video like it's it's just not my type of video Uh but i watched the whole thing because i was like i kind of want to see what happens (laughs) because because like it took 15 minutes for him to get the orbeez into the backyard (laughs) I said, I want to see what the, what happened to the Orbeez. I mean, that's just what happens. Like that's, but that is. But now, like you works. said with uh, Marquez, is Mr. Beast, Mr. Beast. And now nobody can do that too. Oh no, I don't think so. You Cause think- that, that's like a, that's a, a video storytelling one-on-one kind of thing. Like that's just how you create good content. Mm-hmm. Um, so challenges there, and money based things. I mean, that's, or- that's the easy way of not, I don't want to say easy, obviously, but I mean, like, that's a, a, a proven way of, of being successful. Like people like to see lots of money being spent and really flashy things and crazy. That's been true for years, right? Game yeah, shows. That's always and, true. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, Will pranks. of Fortune's still on uh, TV for, I don't even know how many yeah, years, but that's, that's it's all about giving away money. Like people love that stuff, but like, think about how you can transition, like not necessarily giving away money, but just like how you raise the stakes in your own video. Mm-hmm. Like for instance, we're we're working on some content now on some of these new Samsung phones, and we're trying to think like, how do we not just make this a review? Mm-hmm. Everyone does reviews. There's gonna be a million reviews on the Samsung Flip or whatever. Yeah. So what do we do to kind of make this more interesting, more more mm-hmm. uh, engaging, where people get to that four minute mark where they usually click off because that's <laughs> yeah. just how people are. But then something happens and they realize, ooh, I want to see what happens. And mm-hmm. they continue watching. You know, that's it's a every video we think about that. And are we successful all the time? No, not really. But <laughs> just knowing that that's what we're trying to do, it just moves everything forward. Yeah, absolutely. I yeah. can totally relate. I mean, I'm in the same world just with cameras. Yep. Hopefully that doesn't distract <laughs> you too much. Ah, Sorry. I'm good. <laughs> um, so... Uh, what was it like working with Mac Rumors in those early days when you were getting on the trending page and all that? Would you say that was kind of like, oh, those were the days? Like, was it a better time to be on YouTube? Is that, or was it just the because Mac Rumors was such a force at that time? I think, I think Mac Rumors at that time was just well, it still is just like a huge site. So yeah, so we just got lucky in the sense that they could post that video on their front page and it would just get tons of views. And, you know, you could say that's like cheating or whatever, but Hey, that's, that's the game. Oh, cool. Uh, So because you had that velocity of the blog that triggered the trending page, probably, I believe so. The trending page seems to have changed. Like it seems much more curated now back then it was definitely a kind of view count or algorithm base. And I believe just from the way it happened, it seemed like if you got like tons of external views, like outside of YouTube, YouTube seemed to think like, oh, this is popular. Okay. 
And so every video would be posted on the website. It would get tons of views. So we would get the ones that were the most popular of those would just yeah. get on the trending page. That's not how it works anymore. Yeah. And also like we've seen people get on the trending page just, you know, from our end, like we, we can see kind of some of that data and it, it doesn't really help anymore. Yeah. Unless you're like top spot, but that's sure. Like I said, it's very curated now. And so I wouldn't say trending page is very important anymore, but it's more of a cool thing to have happened, but yeah, it's like, it, it was it's, very cool back. Like when it happened to me, I was like, my videos on the trending page. Yeah. Like it's a big the deal. trending page <laughs> and not like number 64. No, it was like on the first page. Wow. Like, Oh, this is awesome. That's it was just like, awesome. a, it was at the very least a thing to say like for myself, like I'm doing something right. Mm-hmm. Like even, yeah, sure. The video is getting views and it's probably getting a little boosted from the uh, website. Like it's getting helped, but if people aren't watching the video, it doesn't matter. But exactly. people were watching the video. So mm-hmm. I was like, oh, something's, something's right here. And it was just fun. Like, it, it was definitely less stakes. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I, there was less. That was like 2016. It wasn't that long ago. But if, if for me, just when I look back on it, it felt like it didn't, it wasn't as serious. Mm-hmm. I feel like YouTube is very serious now. Like, of course, if, if it's your business and you're making money, <laughs> but of course it's serious. Like, yeah, yeah. That's how you feed your family and everything. But it just feels very serious now. Uh-huh. Back then, it was still kind of like a free-for-all. Yeah. Even though that was like four years ago. Really. But, <laughs> yeah, but it felt like a long time ago. You should come hang out with me, man. It's uh, it's pretty laid back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think it's because you're in an office with employees. You've got a structure there. It's a different world for it's, you. Oh, it's a different world for sure. Well, I mean. For what you're that's, doing. Well, that's part of what keeps me motivated to do my own stuff. Like, Yeah. Because when I'm at work, it's all like. Of course, I, I help come up with ideas. We all, it's all collaborative and everything, but, but it's not. It's a TV show. You're basically producing a show. We have a schedule. We mm-hmm. have sponsors. We have stuff we have to do. Like, it's just how it is. And that's fine. I mean, that's how I pay my bills. That's how. Whereas the most, yeah. most I, YouTubers are just kind of like making crap in their bedroom and it's just whatever, right? You, that's what I used to think <laughs> until I met a lot of them. And I don't think that's the case. A lot of them are in their bedroom, yes. It's formulaically designed to look like they're doing Right, that. exactly. But when you when you actually meet them and you talk to them, like, yeah. I mean, this goes for any any industry. Like, they're mm-hmm. all very hardworking. They all take it very seriously. Yeah. Um, and, but it's just interesting. Like, we've always, from the beginning of YouTube, well, not beginning of YouTube, but, like, from early days of YouTube, we kind of, kind of thought this would eventually, like, take over TV. Mm-hmm. And we're almost to that point, like, yeah. just from industry-wise. Like, YouTube is a legitimate thing. It's makes money. It is a business. So it's it's just like any other job, really, at this point. It's just, again, reminding myself every day that I'm making YouTube videos. <laughs> like, there's still... It's like if you're working on a Hollywood movie or something. Yeah. Like... Yeah, I'm sure it's really stressful. Like t- millions of dollars are being thrown around. Like if you make a mistake, you're you're costing money. You're costing money, but at the same time, you're still making movies. Yeah, like it's it, pretty. Sweet. You always have to remind yourself of that. Like, mm-hmm. I'm very lucky to be doing what I'm doing. What 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 was kind of the biggest thing that you've learned going from in your apartment making Mac Rumor videos to John Rettinger? What were some of the lessons that you learned? Um, I think. I think the biggest lesson is to just have a plan. Like for a long time, we would just, before we kind of like sat down and like, okay, let's, let's actually think about this. Like, what do we want to do? What do we want these videos to be? Like before that we would be like, oh, there's a new phone. Let's make a video on it. Oh, there's a new laptop. Let's make a video on it. And it's like, you know, that's fine. There, that's, that is its own thing. But in the long term, it just, it drains on you. Yeah. Like, especially for John, he's been doing that for at that point, like what, eight years? Like, Mm-hmm. every day there's a new thing and he's just going to talk about it. Just kind of reading the specs and general thoughts. Right. And it's not, that's what the audience in a lot of ways wanted, but just from a personal point, like there's only so much that you can do. So mm-hmm. there was, there was a need for, but the, just thinking about it, like, okay, what do we actually want to do? What can be sustainable? But that will also work as a, as a kind of a business. Like mm-hmm. think about that business side a lot. Like if this is what you want to be your job, actually think about it being a job. Like, yeah, I think, especially like for me, when I first started, I was kind of like, I want to be a YouTuber because I can kind of do my own thing. And in a lot of ways, it was almost like, so I don't have to do anything, you know, like <laughs> that's kind of, yeah. um, but when you actually start doing it, you're like, oh, it's just a job. But 
it's just like one of the best jobs. <laughs> so I just re- thinking about that and realizing that's what it is and taking it seriously. Mm-hmm. And that if you do that and you are, are good at what you do, I mean, that's obviously there's a lot of luck and a lot of work and all that kind of stuff that goes into it. But taking that aside, like if, if you have those things and those things are working out for you, like taking it seriously and treating it as a job, it w- it can work mm-hmm. and it can be your job. It can be something that you survive off of. You can work for yourself and, you know, like, yeah, yeah, it's, it's, I, I, I just keep coming back and saying it is a job. Yeah. And don't forget that. And you treat that the same even with your personal channel. Yeah, I treat that with my personal channel too. Mm -hmm. Now, luckily, like I I said before, I don't have, I don't rely on that, like to pay my bills. Mm -hmm. It's, it's more of like, just, I can invest that back into the channel. So I'm not worried about like, oh, this video did crappy. Like, "Eh, eh, whatever, it's fine. Like, I, I, I love that I have that avenue to just experiment. Yeah. And I don't have to worry about it as much. But at the same time, if I do get a sponsor, which, you know, I have sponsors on my personal channel too. Like I know, you know what? I should not put them in that video because I know that video is not going to do very well. (laughs) I want them to get their money's worth so that they keep paying me. And, you know, (laughs) I think it's very easy to like, if you're, once you like start getting sponsorships, you're like, okay, I'll just put them in this video. But that goes back to thinking of it as a business. Like Mm -hmm. I need to get them their best return on investment so that they keep coming back. Exactly. And does that always work? No. Like sometimes I put them in videos that flop, but you know, just being mindful that that's what you should mm-hmm. do and just, yeah. Yeah, totally. Um, for somebody starting out and this is, I'm asking this for the audience, you know, this yeah. is a question that I get a lot as well. Somebody starting out, a lot of kids want to be a YouTuber. What do you guys say to them? What, like what's, what's your kind of encouraging uh, word or like, uh, you know, how, how does somebody begin doing this? When I first started, of course, the dream, which is a lot of these kids or people that are coming upstream, is to kind of be your own YouTuber. Like, I want to have a channel or I want to have a Instagram or a TikTok or whatever. Like, I want to be my own thing, my own brand. But something I realized back in college when I got that Macrimage job was like, maybe that's not the best route. Maybe I'll be happier if I worked for someone else who kind of does that, like, I think it's very easy in today's society to just see everyone else doing it and be like, Oh, I need to do that. But what you don't realize is for all these huge YouTubers, there's a crew behind them that does it. It's just like every TV show, every movie, like the host is one thing, but there's dozens, Mm -hmm. sometimes like hundreds of people behind the camera. Um, so just maybe, maybe you don't need to be the one in front of the camera or maybe, maybe you don't need to, Maybe you don't need to take all that risk. Mm-hmm. Like there's a lot of risk in, in running your own business and, and being in charge. And for me, it was like, I still get to do what I love every day. I, I still get to make videos, YouTube videos for a living. But at the same time, there's a lot of that risk that's taken off the plate. Like I, I can't, if I want to, I can go home and just watch TV and go to bed. Like I can, <laughs> like I, I, I did all my work during the day. I can come home and just relax. Mm-hmm. just like any kind of other job really um and that there's a lot of stress in that that's taken away just because i i i thought about it in it's just a practical sense like sure i can just keep striving and striving to do it all on my own like that that's the only way to do it but what if i wanted to collaborate with other people and we can all just do it like mm-hmm. i i think for youtube especially it's it's a space where everyone who's very successful in it all started in the same spot. So when they work with other people, they realize they realize that like we all kind of started in the same spot. So I'm not going to hold you down because why would I do that? Like John doesn't have to let me make YouTube videos on my own. Like there's companies out there that don't let you do that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. but we are all on the same page. Like we know that this is a very privileged place to be. This is a very lucky place to be. I think for everyone coming up, it's just remembering that there are multiple ways to get into this industry. It's not necessarily you doing everything on your own. And, and I think in a lot of ways that just makes more options available to you. Like mm-hmm. you can be in this industry. And not, it might not be as hard as you think it is like to get an editing job or get a camera operator job for like, there's so many YouTubers out there that like just need someone to edit their video. Mm-hmm. Like, and you don't even have to live there necessarily. They can send you all that footage and you can edit like, and in a lot of ways, like 
you're kind of a YouTuber at that point. Like you're editing YouTube videos. Yeah. So it's like, just remember that those are options. I think that's, and, and that doesn't mean that like your future can't be your own thing or like you can't mm-hmm. have your own stuff. It's, it's just knowing that there's multiple ways to get into the industry. And that, that works for every industry. That, and that's kind of where I mean, like it's, it's almost like the YouTube has fully taken over the like TV industry. It's like, that's kind of how it was back then too. Like there's, mm-hmm dozens of ways to get into that industry and it might not be the one that you necessarily like dreamed about but at the same time once you get into it like you're still making youtube videos yeah it's fun and if you're self-aware enough to realize that maybe you're happier doing exactly doing that then that's what i mean like it takes a lot of stress away not being in charge of everything yeah like like i said i can go to bed at whatever time I want at night, I don't have to work late hours if I don't want to. Mm-hmm. Like that choice is kind of mine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's awesome. I think that's a great way to, uh, to end the podcast. Cool. We're at an hour here. So oh, it flew by. Can you believe it? Yeah. Um, well, yeah, Matt, can people, uh, how can people reach out to you? Oh, let's see. I think everything, all of my social is at Matt D Gonzalez and awesome. then Matt Gonzalez on YouTube and check out the john john rettinger youtube channel all that stuff is uh it's all made by me and a few of other uh leave a comment and say matt brought me here from the golden hour podcast there you go yeah that'd be cool (laughs) it was great getting to know you and uh yeah go follow matt on socials thanks for having me I hope you guys enjoyed my interview with Matt Gonzalez. The way that the team at John Rettinger design and create their YouTube thumbnails, titles, and overall direction of their videos is really inspiring to me as a smaller creator. And I think anyone who's listening to this who is in the YouTube space will be inspired as well. I would highly encourage you guys to go follow Matt Gonzalez's personal YouTube channels just under his own name. You can find that on YouTube and give him a follow on Twitter and Instagram while you're at it. Just a quick reminder, again, to please subscribe to the Golden Hour Podcast in your podcast player of choice. Make sure to tune in every single Tuesday morning for another episode. Once again, I'm Dave Mays. This is the Golden Hour Podcast, and we'll see you next week.